0: Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Seeking Truth podcast. Today's episode is going to be a get ready with me as I get ready to go on a date with my fiance tonight and I'm going to be answering some questions around Christian dating and being in a relationship for you guys as I do it. So let's get into it, learn a little bit more about my personal relationship as well as my view on dating relationships as a Christian in general. I'm not gonna do the typical get ready with me thing where you say what products you use. I think that's gonna take away too much from the actual focus of today's theme, which is about relationships. Um, So if you have a specific question, you can put it down below. Um, Otherwise I'm just gonna talk about relationships as we do this. So the first question is, how did you guys meet? So uh, for those who don't know, I'm in a relationship and I'm engaged to be married later this year, which is really exciting. Um, Where is my thing that I am looking for? There it is. Um, So where did we meet? We actually met on a dating app. So. Dating apps is something that there's a lot of like contention about, I would say, in the Christian dating world, especially. Um, I know a lot of Christians and myself have had the view that, you know, God should be able to bring a person into my life. I shouldn't, you know, have to go out there and find someone. You know, I'm just, if I'm waiting for the right person, that should be someone that God can bring into my life. And I had that view for a really long time and that prevented me from going on dating apps. And then I just realized after years and years that the only people I was meeting were people within my church and my connect group. Um or otherwise like people who were friends of friends but they weren't Christian. And I knew that I, I needed to date a Christian. Um, that was an area that I needed my spouse and me to be on the same page with. I didn't want to be the one that was spiritually carrying the relationship. And a lot of that is just due to, you know, the biblical view of the wife needing to submit to the husband. And I knew I couldn't do that if I felt like they didn't have that godly lens, because I would want to naturally be like, well, no, I feel like God is saying this, right? So, anyway, I was having a lot of trouble like finding Christian men because um, I went to a smaller church where there was about, you know, 50 people around my age half of them were women and then of the ones that were left they you know a large portion of them were already married or already in relationships or were not my type or they were not ready for dating like they were the type of people who were not yet interested in dating not ready for a relationship happy to talk to people but you know not looking for anything serious So there was really no one. Um, And I went to three different churches and just had this over and over again. And I just reached a point where I was reflecting with God about it. And I was like, you know what? When we're praying for a job, we don't just say, oh, God will have the right job for me. So I'm just going to sit back and wait for it to come to me. We don't do that. What do we do? We go out of our way and we apply for jobs. And then we're praying that God will shut the doors of the the jobs that are wrong and he'll open the doors for the jobs that are right. And I was asking myself, like, so what's what's my holdup then with applying, essentially, for, you know, talking to these people on this platform? And if it's not meant to be, obviously, it's not going to got to be or I'm going to have a really bad feeling about it. Um, And if it is meant to be, then something will happen, right? And so... I went on dating apps and I actually had, which I don't know how much I'll go into in this video, probably another video, but I had some dating relationships with not my partner um, and they all kind of floundered after about two to four months, right? But each of them taught me a lesson. Um, and yeah, I think I'll make a, a more full video about those lessons and how each person helps me on my journey but basically even though the relationships didn't work out I I could see that they weren't for nothing like God was using that relationship to teach me something and every time I I learned a new lesson right and there was large gaps in between these people so it wasn't just like back to back to back it was over a period of like two maybe three years where I would talk to someone and then after, like, it dissolved, I'd spend, like, 6 to 12 months reflecting on that new lesson that I had learned, and then, you know, go back on the dating apps. I literally deleted them and reinstalled them so many times, went back on the dating apps, found another person, you know, dated them for a little bit, went off them, or, like, would go on them, not match with anyone, and then be like, what am I doing? This is so silly. Like, why would I think I would meet someone this da- way and then go off them, you know? So it was, a, it was a long journey on the dating apps. Um, so don't be discouraged if you are on dating apps at the moment and you're like, I'm not meeting anyone or I'm not meeting anyone quality. Like it will happen. It's just that it's not the right person yet. Um, and I'll get more into that later about the the perfect timing of God. Um, but yeah, so that was, that's been my experience with dating apps. And I think it is becoming more and more normalized that we meet people on dating apps. I know quite a lot of people now that are getting married to someone that they've met on a dating app. Um, so I think the stigma is really only remaining now with Christians or religious people, I would say, who believe that God will, um, bring, you know, their partner to them, um, but he still can, but you have to put yourself out there. Right. And if your bubble of your circle of people in your world, is not very big. Um, there's only so much that God can do (laughs) if you're not willing to step out of your bubble, um, and put yourself out there, you know, and that involves going out and meeting people you wouldn't meet either online or in real life, you know? So that is how we met how long have you been together? So we started talking in February, 2022. Um, and it is now February, 2023 when I'm filming this. So, um, we, by this stage last year, we weren't officially together. We started talking at the end of February, so we weren't even like talking yet. So, um, yeah, we've been together under 12 months now, which for a lot of people, you know, that's Incredibly fast, especially, especially if you aren't from a faith background, um, you'd probably think we're crazy. But when you when you know, you really do know. And I used to like listen to people say that and be like, mm, I don't know. I thought I really knew with other people in the past, but like when when you're with the right person, you do know. With all the other people in the past that I thought were the one. I could see that I was trying to convince myself they were the one um, because I really wanted them to be the one because they had qualities that I really liked or I was really attached to them. And so I didn't want this to be all for nothing type thing, even though there was major qualities that were impacting the relationship or were making us incompatible. But I was looking over them because I wanted this to be the right thing or whatever there was you know sometimes that i felt like god was saying continue with this relationship and they ended up not being the right person um and i'll explain more in that other video about why but i think for this relationship i mean at the moment like we were saying that we wanted to get married from like month two and not even like oh i could see myself getting married to you but like I feel like we are going to get married to each other, and there was just this real sense of openness and honesty. And you know how when you're like in a relationship and you you can sense that you're caught up in infatuation, right? You're like ah, like so giddy and so happy all the time, and you're like I'm just I just really like this person or I'm really so in love with this person. There wasn't that. It was it was actually like a really clear-minded head. Feel about our relationship from the beginning and we kept asking ourselves are we just in the honeymoon phase you know is is that what it is like is that why we feel this way so there was a real sense of clarity that we had that hey it's like abnormal to feel this way but it's not at the same time Like, it's abnormal according to society but we feel like it's really the right thing and are we just caught up in our emotions right now um, but we didn't think we were cause we had such clear minds about it. And, you know, we didn't, uh, he didn't propose right away. He waited until we were together for nine months and then proposed, even though from month two, we were saying that we were getting married. Um, and this is kind of turning into like, how do you know if they're the one, but, um, our families both could see as well that we were very compatible and should be together. Like our families, who aren't like my family is not a christian's um his family is but our both of our families were placing bets on us getting married before the nine month mark because that was like christmas right at the end of the year so for for both of our families to feel this way plus us including my family who are not even Christian and, you know, should have theoretically been taking the very secular view of, like, you guys need to be together for, you know, a year, two years. Like, you can't possibly know someone after a year. No, they were like, when is he popping the question type thing, you know? So um, that was a really big clue that he was the one that there was that um, validation from everyone who knew us that they could see our compatibility and they could see that I wasn't just infatuated and I wasn't just, you know, with rose colored glasses on, that this was actually a really healthy relationship um yes so anyway so we've been together for since then he proposed at nine months in and we're getting married at 13 months just the way it worked out not for any specific reason that was just like when availability was and it lined up with when we could go on honeymoon and things like that so yeah don't be afraid of like time i would say it's more on feel and not like rushing into it to lock them down so they can't run away because as we all know that doesn't actually do anything people can get divorced very easily it doesn't lock anyone down to be married to them um except if you view marriage in that way where it is um that it is a covenant and it is a lifelong commitment you know so make sure that yeah you're It's not a time thing, it's more of a feeling thing and make sure it's the right feelings, not the wrong types of feelings. Um, And that kind of leads into the next question, which is what does marriage mean to you both? So I can't speak for him, um, obviously, but we have talked about it. So marriage for us is like a, a commitment in front of our loved ones as well as God that we're committed to being by each other's sides forever that we're committing to love each other even on the days that it's hard and we're not going to give up on each other and we're committing that our relationship is being a representation of god's love for us and and that we're going to love each other in the way that god loves us so that's what we've kind of both agreed on when we're talking about you know our vows and things like that so i'm glad that we both have that same perspective and view obviously um you want to make sure you're on the same page of marriage about marriage before you get married so yeah that's our that's our kind of view of marriage Um, i would say for anyone that that should be when you look at like what marriage was it was a not just like you know a commitment but it was a covenant it was supposed to be as unbreakable as god's love for us and I think unfortunately, the world has attempted to replicate that and failed because they haven't had the knowledge of God's love to be able to replicate it, you know, but as Christians, if you have a genuine understanding and and connection with God's love for you, you don't want to give up on that person because you really know how much grace God has for you and all your failings and how much God loves you and how he loves you and you it's easier to represent something to someone and love them in the same way when you've experienced it yourself you know it's like reading a book about someone versus actually knowing them it's a lot easier to pretend to be them and imitate them if you actually know them so um, yeah that's that is what I would say my Christian view on marriage is is that it is a covenant relationship an unbreakable relationship between a man and a woman who have agreed to love each other the way that god loves us and represent that to the world around them for the rest of their lives um because it's relationships like that that people look on and they're like wow how do you guys make this work (laughs) despite all these difficulties that you guys go through and it is supposed to be a testimony of god's grace and his love towards towards us because he does love us and he wants the best for us and he is with us even in the hard times and even when we make mistakes he is still always there for us and that's what our marriage should be all right so i've talked about how do you know that they are a, the one a bit so you know it's the feeling um it is a lot of it is about the, the qualities of their character as well so is their character aligning with the qualities of Jesus? So when I'm talking about that, what I mean is: Are they selfless? Are they compassionate? Are they, you know, um, community-minded and community-focused? Um, do they do they understand other people's point of view and have empathy towards them? Um, are they passionate about sharing? The message of God or about representing God to the people around them. Um, so these kind of qualities of a, a Christian really or someone who is like Jesus, because really the only way that this marriage is going to work is if both of you are trying to emulate the same thing and you're on the same trajectory with your life. And the way that we become on the same trajectory with our life and i don't mean like you have to have the same jobs and things like that but you know you're both growth minded moving towards the same thing and the only way that's going to happen is if that end goal and that end vision is the same and so if you're a christian and you're passionate about your faith then you need to be finding someone who is also passionate about their faith and the way that you can tell that is like the fruit in their life the spiritual fruit in their life um when I first met my partner, the spiritual fruit stood out immensely to me about his his character traits were just so blatantly Jesus-like <laughs> that, you know, even though he was not the type of person I would have picked originally, he just kept standing out to me as someone who had the, the heart of Jesus. Like, he was just so passionate about social justice and equity and you know making sure people are loved and supported even if they are the people that are typically the bottom of the barrel you know and that really stood out to me as like someone who has a big heart for people and the more I got to know him the more I could really see that like he was just so selfless and just like offering things that like no normal person would offer others (laughs) like I remember in our first date, we were walking and talking, and this little lady, this little lady, this older lady was trying to get up the stairs um, with her like pull along shopping bag. And he just like stops and's like, hey, do you need a hand up? Like, can we help you type thing? Like, just out of nowhere. And I know, I could just tell he wasn't doing it to impress me. It was just like, this is his genuine day-to-day <laughs> life so that really stood out to me um yeah so that's an, that is a key factor of when you're looking for someone is like yeah do they emulate jesus and do they have the fruits of the spirit and the qualities and characteristics of of jesus um can they love and support you the way that god can that is a big one um they might be someone who they're in a period of their life with god that makes it difficult for them to love and support you that might be that you know they're withdrawing a little bit more to work on that relationship with god they might be constantly going on overseas mission trips where you feel called to stay in your home country um it doesn't mean that they're not the right person they're definitely going to be someone's perfect person but the timing between you guys might not be the right thing um so i would say you know never never like um dismiss people but like also never attach all your hopes onto one person god is amazing in that people do come into our lives to teach us something maybe this person even though you like you know that it's going to be difficult to get together or like it looks like you're not going to get together this person is teaching you about the qualities and characteristics that you do really want in a partner um and that you're looking for um and i've had people like that in my lives like guys that i was really interested in and nothing ever happened And I kept asking God, like, how come this person is, like, so perfect and, like, nothing's ever happening? And then I realized later after I met my partner that they were actually in my life to teach me the qualities and characteristics of a good man because I hadn't had experiences with what a quality good man was prior to that. And I needed a man who wanted to spend time with me not just to get into my pants but, like, to be a good friend and teach me the qualities of what makes a good christian man so you know if you're wondering is this person the one like i feel like they're great and they're perfect and they're ticking all my boxes but like things are just not aligning i without giving the answer i would ask yourself like is it possible that this person is in my life to show me the qualities that i'm supposed to be looking for in a partner but that this person might not actually be that one. Is it possible that now is not the right time between us and that God wants us both to be working on things until then? You know, are they adding to my life as a friend or not? Um, that's a big one. If they're not adding to your life as a friend, um, if they're causing more heartache and turmoil, trying to keep them around as a friend, that's a pretty big sign that they're not someone who's supposed to be in your life. So, yeah, they are certain characteristics um red flags or signs that they're clearly not the one is that they're not treating you and respecting you the way you know that jesus would like if jesus came down right now and saw you guys interacting what would he say would he be happy and proud or would he be like "Mm, what are you guys doing why are you talking to each other like that why is he treating you like that why are you treating him like that you know, if if you can't feel that sense of pride from God about the way that you guys are treating each other, then you're probably not treating each other in a very Christian way. Christ like way, I should say. When I say Christian, that's what I, you know. Yeah. You need to be you need to be treating each other in a Christ-like way because if you can't treat each other that way now you're not going to be able to hold that and maintain that in 20 years time when you have three kids screaming at you in the face so like yeah just think about that (laughs) um if you are already married and and you are experiencing that sense of like oh i don't know if god's if we're treating each other right i don't know if god's necessarily proud of the way that we're treating each other you have a chance to rectify that like the fact that you're feeling that conviction about it is a sign that you can work on it because you're not blind to it you know so go see your pastor go see a christian counselor and go talk to someone about it you know i'm having a hard time treating my wife this way why because she gets on my nerves all the time because she's lazy or because she's complaining at me all the time that i just can't do anything right and it's getting on my nerves you know go talk to someone about it um if we bottle these things inside, that's when unfaithfulness happens. That's when big arguments happens and real damage to your relationship is going to happen. That's not going to be repairable. So yeah, I would really talk to someone about that before, before it gets worse. You know, it's really important that we do honor our husbands and wives the way that God respects us and honors us in a relationship and it can be difficult like I'm not trying to minimize that you will go through periods of time where it is very difficult to treat your your spouse in a loving and respectful way but God continually has grace towards us despite the fact that we are always unfaithful to him we go off we continue to sin even though he's proven to us time and time again the goodness of his love and his relationship with us so have grace for them And if you're struggling to have grace for them, think back on all the times you've let God down and how he's reacted to you and and treated you. Um, And that should help you to treat them in a better way. Next question is about submissiveness between a husband and a wife and that kind of tension there. So I feel like this is a very modern day question, I would say. You know, if we think back to a 100 years ago, this would not have even been a question. It is with the rise of a feminist society, of a equality-seeking society, that we've started to question the scriptures surrounding a wife's submissiveness to her husband. I would like to believe that... Okay, so the husband and wife are... Um, called to emulate christ's love for the church okay so christ being the man and the church being the woman so how does christ love the church christ is the one who's very active he's very pursuant he takes initiative he died for us he goes above and beyond to be there for us prove his love for us sacrifice himself for us you know goes out of the way What is the church called to do in response? To be honoring, to be loyal, to be faithful, to, you know, yeah, honor him, hold him up, tell the world about him, to serve him and to present themselves and their giftings as something that can help to partake in this relationship, So if we um, flip that now to man versus woman, so the man should be the one who is taking a lot of initiative with the wife, is, you know, caring for her above and beyond, sacrificing himself to make things work with her, treating her well, you know, just doing everything for her in terms of that love, that affection, and also like, Um, doing everything he can in order to um, protect her and protect that relationship, right? In return, the woman should not be passively lapping that up. The woman should be, you know, honoring him being loyal to him, being faithful to him and presenting her her natural giftings and whatever she has to offer to him to serve him in return to maintain the relationship. So you can hear that both of us, men and women, have a role in maintaining the relationship. So when a wife is submissive to a husband, it's not that she is doing everything for him and that she just has to accept everything blindly. It's that The husband so loves the wife that the wife's natural reaction is to go, I trust you and I'm obedient to you. Um, When decisions have to be made within the church, we, you know, spend some time prayerfully praying about those decisions and letting God and Jesus guide us. So when decisions have to be made as a husband and wife role, both of them should be prayerfully coming to God to decide you know what should or shouldn't be done and i believe part of that the default should lean towards the man um only because it's showing submissiveness although if the husband is truly like jesus he will also respect and honor the wife if she is saying i really feel like this is what we should be doing, you know? So she's not to be snarky about it. She's not to be forceful about it, demanding about it. We are supposed to, you know, present our requests as we would to Jesus. um, And, you know, him being the loving person that he is, hears our requests, responds to our requests, talks to us about it, works through it with us, you know? So I view it less of a sense of, like, a dictatorship and more as a partnership where the man actually has the higher responsibility of caring for her and the relationship, but in return for that protection, the the wife is happy to serve. Um, that's how I view that balance between man and woman in a relationship all right so that is the end of this get ready with me and answering questions about my relationship and christian dating i hope this was really helpful and interesting for you guys um, if you have any further questions that you want answered maybe put them in the comment section um, or shoot me a dm and i will definitely try and answer them on a future podcast um, or in the comment section on youtube if you're on there keep an eye out for another Valentine's day podcast that I'm going to put up in the next few days. So, um, yeah, if if you love the topic of relationships and Christian dating, I'm trying to do uh, a focus month on that linking with Valentine's day. So definitely keep an eye out for that one. And I'll probably do one at a later time about, you know, my different relationships and, and the lessons that they've taught me you know, along the journey. So yeah, lots of fun and, you know, new content coming up. And as always, I hope you have a blessed week and I'll talk to you in the next uh, video. Bye.